Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Welcome to episode 485 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and I know what you're thinking, Wall Rock Radio listeners. What happened to episode 484? As last Saturday's show was only 483. Well, if you scoot over to theparanoidschool.com, you will find that on Thursday it was Richie Remain recorded the day before, which was the 3rd of February, Future and on Wall Rock Radio listeners at the Islington Academy. I know... I said that Brian James Live from the Hope and Anchor recorded last Friday was going to air on Tuesday and Thursday it was going to be Beach Slang who I was going to go down to Brighton to see last Saturday. Well, I sent Brian's live set over to his record label for consideration, but obviously I haven't been given the thumbs up or the thumbs down yet. As for beach slang, the lure of sitting at home sharing a bottle of wine with Mrs A was more appealing than driving 100 miles on a Saturday night. Mind you saying that, that's exactly what I'm doing this evening, as I am south end bound for Class 76 and headline maniac at the Riga Bar. What a hypocrite. <laughs> Forty years ago on Thursday, that was the 4th of February, once again, future and non-Warlock radio listeners, the Ramones entered Plaza Sound Recording Studios to lay down one of the most landmark albums ever to appear on vinyl. It was released a couple of months later on the 23rd of April, and from that moment, the cover was clocked, let alone needle-hitting vinyl. It changed music forever. That, my friend is a undisputable fact. 29 minutes, 4 seconds and $6,400 later is all it took for the Ramones' debut album to make every teenager with angst record collection obsolete. I didn't get it until the end of 1979, early 1980, when my real obsession with collecting albums really took hold. Forget the multitude of CD re-releases and repackaging, the only version that really matters is the one on vinyl. On the brat, beat on the brat with a baseball bat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. Beat on the brat, beat on the brat, beat on the brat with a baseball bat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. Like that, those on your bum. What can 
facts relating to the Ramones first album it only went gold in the United States in April of 2014 that's half a million records which equals to only 36 albums sold every day for 38 years it only took Metallica's Master of Puppets album three months to achieve that status the second sad fact is that only Tommy Ramone was alive to receive his gold disc with him succumbing to cancer three months later histophobics to cheer us up and get things going with punk rock show from their 2011 cd deptford calling come on guys we need another album
were the Asclats from Spain and Wait Wait taken from their three track EP Punk last Saturday I finally got around to ordering my CJ Wildheart ticket for the Hoxton Bar and Grill on the 27th of February support comes from the fiascos who support Richie Hudson Keith Identity and Robin Guy from the now on hiatus Kitty Hudson although Keith's other band the Dead Identities I think are still a going concern and I have not got time to list all Robin's current ventures Sham 69 for one they're also once again recording with Bridget West as the Desperate Hopefuls with a gig at the Boiler Room on the 15th of April completing the fiascos lineup on bass is Ben Anyway, CJ's second album, Robot, was released a couple of weeks ago via Pledge Music, with the main release to the general public happening next Friday, that's the 12th. However, if you can't wait that long, you can still pre-order it on Pledge Music, which will entitle you to the whole album right now, where you'll be able to listen to tracks like this one. Oh 
Lit up from CJ Wildheart. I know Ginger is, or was, the driving force and main songwriter in the Wildhearts, but I think you'll agree CJ can more than carry himself in solo land. CJ isn't the only Wildheart to be on the brink of releasing new material as bassist Random John Paul and one-time Hearts keyboardist Willie Dowling, along with Give Flynn, are in the throes of recording the second Dowling Paul album, one Hyde Park. The first single to be lifted from it is going to be Rebecca Receiving, which is going to hit the normal download platforms on the 19th of February and sounds a lot like this. Okay. Here she come, forever young, walking round the wishing well. She make it bigger when she kiss and tell She never gives in Testing time, testing minds Rebecca gets away with hell She turned the waterworks all over the garden Planting a seed, fulfilling her needs With Rebecca receiving adoration And Rebecca devoid of reservation the rest of the world is left All shattered and torn So great and for now And then she walks away Clear as day She's sucking up the summer sun She finds herself a different tune to hum Oh la 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 But through those eyes and so she gets a sympathy vote I'm not content to sit around or float All over the world, I'm over the girl With Rebecca receiving adoration And Rebecca devoid of reservation While the rest of the world is left All shattered and torn So grateful, no With that untrustworthy spark in her eye so 
As a long-time listener, you know I don't go a bundle on the idiot box. Books and music are far more interesting when at home. However, having said that, I do enjoy foreign subtitle programmes like The Bridge, Deutschland 83, Jorgenstock and The Legacy. Vinyl, produced by Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger, looks well worth a watch. Programmes like the Eurovision Songcast, on the other hand, I avoid like the plague as I find them embarrassing for all concerned. Viewer, band and country. It's never about a good song. This country won't vote for that country because of political and economic reasons. When a band tries out for it, I immediately think, desperate for publicity, I blame Lordy for rock bands throwing their hats into the ring. The Carburettors and Nicky Borg hang your head in shame. So, when I read that Tiger Tales had fallen at the first, with their entry seemingly not even listened to, with an automated email telling them of their failure, I thought to myself, good, at least a decent band won't be publicly humiliated. That was before I saw the video and heard the song. Both are superb. The video is a tribute to 1970s Top of the Pops and the sweet T-Rex Ziggy Stardust appearances on said show. It even has a fake Top of the Pops 2 caption box. Obviously, the song is a homage to British glam rock. Suddenly, I wanted Pipped It, Popped It to be our entry where we would storm to the top of the leaderboard. Sadly, this isn't going to be the case, but it's still a cracking song, as you're just about to hear. So Terry would have loved it. Where we fell in 
Okay, Tom Katz, on the 24th of April, Johnny Moped will be playing the Lexington in Islington to celebrate the release of their third album, It's a Real Cool Baby, which will be available digitally on CD, vinyl, gatefold and cassette with bundles that include badges, t-shirts, scarves and signed material, all available from Damaged Goods Records on the 25th of March. But you can pre-order it all right now. Thanks to Andy P of Fear and Loathing Fanzine, Ian from the Moped's record label allowed me access to the whole album i was expecting it to be good but not this good technology has finally caught up with johnny moped of the 16 tracks two are re-recordings from the 1991 second album the search for xerxes that'll be i believe the lies and i want to die musical ball which was a live favorite and that only appeared on the basically the second johnny moped bootleg cassette is there along with the long lost fred burke penned classic honey bun which will finally be made public but it's not all steeped in the past with simon can't an up-to-date prod at simon cow wow it was edwina curry last time round who suffered from a johnny diatribe here's the real cool thing baby even though some of the songs are decades old they don't sound dated yes elements of 1979 new wave do filter through but it still sounds relevant I know it's only five weeks into uh, 2016, but it's a real cool baby. Already, it's going to be my favourite album of the year. The track I'm going to play you is the band's latest single, Real Cool Baby, which is available on either yellow or green vinyl, with a non-album track on the B-side. Expect more tunes as the release date comes into sight. It's a real cool baby!
The moped gig is on Captain Sensible's birthday. He lives in Brighton, as do Slimy Toad and Dave Burke. I wonder if... Now here's a feature that I've not wheeled out for ages. What's in our attic? Now, my loft has been converted into an extra guest room about seven or eight years ago, which is normally reserved for friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright when he stays over, or if my daughter invites a load of her friends for a sleepover. Ensuite bathroom, TV, Mac, double bed, futon, what's not for a teenage girl to like. Anyway, tucked away in various corners are boxes of my crap. When I say crap, I mean old magazines, videos, leftover stock from the paranoid school mail order business and shoeboxes of cassette tapes. Now, one shoebox in question originally belonged to fellow Dan fan Mick the Mod, who I first met outside the marquee in Charing Cross Road in 1991 while waiting for Johnny Moped to arrive to guide him in for his sound check. Mick, on the other hand, was waiting for Captain Sensible, who he and his then-girlfriend used to babysit for. It didn't take long for the topic of conversation to turn to our respective record collections, with me proclaiming that I had every damned recording, which was rather foolish thing to say to someone who spent a lot of time round Captain's gaff as Mick reeled off a list that had me crying and looking for a box of Kleenex. That included the as-yet-unreleased Fun Factory featuring Robert Fritt and more demos and unheard of tracks that you could shake a stick at. Of course, addresses were exchanged, no email or mobile phones back then, with us regularly meeting up, exchanging moped and damned rarities. Fast forward a couple of decades and Mick, the mod, was on the move and needed to raid finances as well as space, so I was given first refusal on his damn collection, part of which included the aforementioned box of cassettes, which I assumed were copies of what I had. That was until last week. At the behest of Mrs A, I was sorting out my crap when I sat down and took note of what was in the shoebox. A lot of the tapes were doubles, apart from one which was marked up. The Family Butcher, live at the Buff, Brighton, 36.90. Now, The Family Butcher were Captain Sensible, Paul Gray, Gary Dreadful and Malcolm Dixon before they became the Ugly Sods, Punk Floyd and ultimately The Damned, with Monty replacing Malcolm and obviously Dave Allen taking on the role of vocalist. When Captain was away from The Damned, live, his solo material was pushed to the fore. The track listing on the tape are... New Rose, right on Eastbourne Pier, Glad It's All Over, Revolution Now, Looking At You, Neat Neat Neat, Day Tripper and Smash It Up. Never getting rid of anything, I plugged in my tape player and lo and behold, Captain Sensible live spat from my speakers. Now, at a damn gig, Captain is always verbally assaulted, in an endearing way. We may chant he's a wanker, but he's our wanker. At the buff, he was giving as good as he got. I'm obviously going to play you a couple of tracks. First up is Revolution Now, which is swiftly followed by Day Tripper. <laughs>
you very much. Clap! Clap, he's got the clap.
ugly people. On last Saturday's show, I said that Brian James and Rat Scabers should get together with Adam Bacav to form the Ultimate Garage Band. I have re-evaluated my statement, which now reads, Brian James and Rat Scabers should get together with Dave Tregana, who was at Brian's gig last Saturday, and obviously played with him in Lord's New Church, as well as previously being in the Brian James gang, with, on vocals, Alfonso Pinto from the Parkinson's, who has played with Dave in the Fugitives that I saw supporting the Nomads in Tufnell Park, February 2008. Talking to the Nomads, here they are, live with Crystal Ball, recorded in Madrid at El Sol, which is available on rather a nice 12-inch from Ghost Highway Recordings. This is something else, this is a love song, it's called Crystal Ball.
after the Nomads, you heard the Black Cheers from Boston and Everything, taken from their Sick Gun album, which is available from their Bandcamp site at a pay-what-you-like price. As you know, dear listener, I love John Lennon's work. As a person, he might have been questionable in some of his actions. Both his sons, that would be Julian, whose first name is actually John, and Sean have ventured into the musical world. Julian's last album was Everything Changes, that was released in 2011. Sean's last band was Ghost of a Sabertooth Tiger, whose album Midnight Sun came out a couple of years ago. Out of the two brothers, I've only seen Sean live when he played the Southbank Centre with his mother as part of Double Fantasy Live back in 2013, where he kept a relatively low profile. Anyway, Sean has teamed up with Les Claypool from Primus, who I've only seen once as well, when they supported Rush at Wembley in 1992 to form the Claypool Lenham Delirium. So I'm going to close this week's show with their debut track, Cricket and the Genie. Until next week, take it easy.